It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. Welcome to the Rendezvous. The accent is French. You know, I reflected on something happened a couple of days ago. I don't remember when, but a girl called me and um, a guy just wanted to talk about work and she told him not to eat change and I was almost broke up and now he wants to get, you know, maybe he wants to propose at work and the whole thing. And I made a point about people don't change. If they do, they resent you. Uh, if somebody loves golf and they want to talk about golf and you tell them, no, don't talk about golf all the time. That's the obsession. You can't, you got to be with somebody you enjoy the conversation. And please remember, no one changes really deeply for anybody else. It, it takes years and years and years of therapy. Life is short. Get somebody which you share the lifestyle, the conversation, and obviously the chemistry and the attraction. Otherwise, find somebody else or call me. Lines are open. Bonjour, Shannon. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? Oh, so my husband and I have been together for six years, and it seems like he's gotten more and more upset over the years that I chose not to take his last name, and it mm -hmm. definitely got more intense after we had our two kids, and I'm just wondering what is a good way to approach that, if, you, if you've heard of this happening to people before. Well, um, first of all, Shannon, it's about you. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel defensive because it was a pretty clear boundary I set early on. I know things have changed with having kids, but I haven't changed my stance on that. I do want to keep my last name, and I've tried to express that to him, and it seems like he's you know, kind of stressed out logistically by it, but I... I guess I want to impart to him how important it is to me that I do keep my last name. I understand. What do you think is the resistance? I mean, is it just a practicality or is it a macho thing? What is it? I feel like it's just old school traditionalism or something, you know? Like, I don't think there is a valid reason. I feel like there's an emotional component that I'm just not understanding. I see. Well, um... I'm not him, so I can't answer for him. All I can say is that uh, you have absolutely the right to want to keep. Usually, we compromise with both names, right? I mean, like you know, your name and his. Is that, is that something he's okay with? Well, he he had to be at first, but now he's. You know, here was what happened. Our friend ended up changing her last name after they'd been married for four years, and that kind of brought it to the surface again. Of well, why won't you just do it? He's got to grow up. Oh, listen. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Right. Some guys, including me sometimes, you know, we can be goofy, we can be uh, stubborn, we can be narrow-minded, I guess. So, so I'll put it on the guy's thing. I think it's totally normal you want to do that. I think the right thing to do is put the two names and just don't give in. That's it. If he doesn't like it, that's it. What are you going to do? He can't force you. So right. I, I would explain to him, but then, you know, he'll get used to it. Life goes on. So those things like can be big, but at the end of it all, since it always remind him this, which, which my father's 93 says, no, no matter what the drama, we're all going to the cemetery. So do we want to go to the cemetery and have the greatest life until that day, or do we want to create drama when there isn't? Because no matter what name you take, his or yours or both, the end for you and him is the same, like for all of us. So leave to the fullest, avoid the drama, and... Don't give in on your dignity or things that you call essential for you as your identity. And if he doesn't like yes. it, he can kiss your derriere. And that's that. 
Yes. Okay. That's... Thank you. All right, Sharon. Thank you so much. Be strong and have a good night. Thank you. Coming up, I'm going to go help Karina with a question about the guy that she's dating who can't stop talking about one thing over and over and over. She's had enough. She needs my help. It's coming up next. So Karina sent me an interesting Facebook message at the Rendezvous Show. She says, Bonjour, Simon. How do I get the guy I'm dating to stop talking about how much he wants to ooh-la-la? We haven't even done it yet, and he really wants to, and I do too, but I don't want to talk about it all the time. So what do I do? It's a good question. What should you do if your partner keeps talking about ooh-la-la to you all the time? I'll answer next. Simple question from Karina. What should you do if the guy you're dating can't stop talking about how much he wants to ooh-la-la with you? And you guys haven't done it yet, so Karina goes, listen, that's all he talks about. And I don't want to talk about it all the time, so what do I do? You've got two options, Karina. A, you do it with him. I'll stop talking about it if you feel like it. Or B, you just um, see him less because that's all he's thinking about. He's honest. You have the choice. He has, he has given you kind of this obsession, right? That's what he's thinking. He wants you badly. You said you want him to. But if you ask him to talk about something he doesn't care, he will. But it's all fake. All fake. So again, the choice is yours. Do you want to stay with a man who's like that? Or do you feel like maybe you should have somebody else that also bring to you another side of the conversation. And then you decide. Calls are next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kelsey. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Kelsey. What's going on? How can I help you? Hi. So I have been seeing this guy, and he's very sweet. But every time we get together, he cries about how much he loves me. And I was wondering if that's a red flag. Um, how does that make you feel when that happens? I mean, it makes me a little nervous, but my mom and I also call my, myself a robot because I apparently don't feel emotions as much as other people. But again, he cries because of how much he loves you. Mm-hmm. Every time we get together. Oh, no, 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 no. To me, it would be a huge turn off. I mean, how how can you just even get into the romance mood and the ooh-la-la mood and, and the flirty mood if somebody cries in front of you. How do you do it? I, I mean, it happens eventually, but it's kind of hours after he's cried. You know, I'm going to ask you, in your intuition as a woman, because women intuition is a, the tool of the truth, do you think this guy is for you? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it freaks me out so much every time he cries. Yeah, I, I understand. I would not stay with a woman who cries every single time I see her because she loves me so much. Th- there's something wrong there. I mean, maybe he needs medication or a shrink or something. But if I were you, I would ask myself, do I want to spend the rest of my life or date this guy seriously and have somebody cry every single day about how much they love me for the rest of my life? Right. Right? I mean, I, this is not joie de vivre, as the French say. It's not full of joy, yeah? I, I mean, yeah. I understand an emotion once in a while, but oh my God, I love you. And it's like, 
maybe a romantic moment, a sunset, but then every day, please get a tissue. <laughs> so ask yourself that question. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to say, just ask yourself in, a couple, in the coming weeks, should I stay with a man like that or should I just take my stuff and go and find myself a guy who doesn't cry every time he sees me or every time he says I love him? Okay. All right, Kelsey, buy a, a box of Kleenex for him, something like that. <laughs> I will. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just making fun. All right. Thank you so much for your call and have a good night. Thank you. Bye, Simon. Would you date somebody who cries all the time when he says, I love you so much and all that? Would you stay with somebody like that? Let's talk about that next. So I'm just wondering, because of my last caller, Kelsey had this guy. She's saying that he loves her so much that he cries every single date. Now, how would that make you feel, right? How would that make you feel? And plus, men and women have a different reaction toward tears because guys, we are not the same emotional reaction. So when we see a girlfriend crying, we want to help and, and stop the crying. Women have a different emotion range and can do it. So I'm going to share a story of me and a girl I dated a long time ago who um, was easy to cry. And, and, and so let me um, share what happened. Uh, true story coming up next. So I don't know if you've been with somebody who cries all the time out of happiness, right? Not because something sad happened or bad, just because they're emotionally so overwhelmed by looking at you, seeing you, dating you, kissing you, sleeping next to you. So I remember it was uh, always in the morning, that very charming woman, in the morning, she would get emotional. And uh, in the morning, I get hungry. So she said I was insensitive. So, you know, we would talk about, I don't know, we had a lovely night, or we're going to do this weekend. And then she would start crying because of the emotion. And I was thinking only, because I get so, you know, grumpy when I'm hungry. I said, oh my God, it's like 7.30 before I go to work. I got to eat something. And then she told me I was insensitive. Truth is, maybe I was. But at the same time, I explained to her, you know, we can cry while we're having breakfast because I need to eat. She didn't like my joke, though. Maybe it was a bad joke. You can decide. But my advice is if you're not on the same page emotionally, you can't date for very long. One of you guys will feel lost or disregard or not heard. So I've learned my lesson. Uh, I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. So that's what I try to go with uh, when it comes to partners. Calls are next. Bonjour, Victoria. Bonjour, Simon. So I have a question about my boyfriend, Dan. I've known Dan for 17 years, and we've been sort of off and on over the years. We both have a son together who's five now. Um, we've mm -hmm. never been married. Um, in fact, we have not been together since our son was born, but recently my boyfriend must have had some kind of epiphany because he told me that he wants to get married and possibly have another child, and I'm just wondering... Should I be excited and happy about this, or should I even, you know, trust him? Because we went to, were not together when my son was a baby, so I'm still a little scarred from that. And should I try to make things work, or should I just move on? Okay. Well, listen, you know him. You know what's going to happen. I mean, nobody changes unless he's done years of therapy, and it's hard work if he hasn't. What happened before will happen again and again and again. There's no surprise because you know him better than any of us, right? Yes. 
So I'm asking you, now that you know him well and you've seen what happened once, do you want to have a second kid with him or not? I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'm thinking I probably shouldn't, but mm-hmm. I'm just so shocked and I don't even know how to, you know, respond to him saying that he wants to get married. <laughs> but all you got to do is, what's your interest? Do you want to get married to him or not? I do, actually. Why? I just don't want to make the wrong decision. But why do you want to get married? Because I still love him, and I think it would be nice to have a family together. Maybe we don't have to get married right away, but Dan suggested we start dating for a little bit and see how it goes and, you know, take things slowly. I like that. I like the slow thing, and I like the idea of trying. But remember, we are who we are. No one changes. You know who I is, and it's about to repeat the story again, whether you're married or not. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. I, I believe in your intuition. So marriage, you can dissolve the marriage. It's, it's just a lot of headache, but you can. So that's an easier question than having a second kid. The second kid, that's the decision, as you know, the best or the most important decision of two people. And it's not because you're married, you have a family. A lot of people are not married and they have like families. So for me, it's whatever is good for you, it's good for me too. As long as it's good for you, okay? <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right, Victoria, good luck to you and Dan. And, and if you decide to be parents, then, you know, wonderful. If you don't, you already have one kid, so it's also wonderful. Okay, thank you so much. Simon. You're welcome. Have a good night, Victoria. Thank you. Coming up, I'm going to go help Gracie because her boyfriend lost his job and um, this created a situation where she needs my advice. Coming up next. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail. I play it on air and I'll answer on air, just like for Gracie's. Just take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is Gracie. Um, my boyfriend has been out of a job for a few months now, and I've been helping out financially to, you know, support my bills, but also his. We live together. Um, but I can kind of sense that there may be a little bit of frustration there with, you know, me always paying the bills. And I just, I kind of feel bad. I don't know what the best way to be sympathetic here is, or, you know, should I continue paying it or not? So... I'm just kind of struggling with that question because I don't mind it at all, and I love him very much, but I just don't want to make him feel bad or inferior in any way because I know he's definitely not. I'll be looking forward to hearing your advice. Thank you so much, Simon. Thank you, Gracie, for um, the question. What should you do if your partner lost you know, their job and got to pay their bills? How long should you do it, and what do you think your partner is feeling? Let's talk about that next. So, simple question. If, like Gracie, your partner, your boyfriend, uh, in that case, loses his job, his income, and you start paying his bills and all this, first, how long should you do it? And two, do you think it's a bad thing to do it and can humiliate your partner if, 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 if you do it or if you don't do it? It's very simple. It's in crisis that you're going to be there for your partner. So you're doing the right thing. Pay his bills. If you can, do it. If you cannot, don't do it. Uh, nobody feels bad about it. It's reality. You've got to have a roof over your head. You've got to have utilities. And life throws curveballs. There is no love without proof of love. And 
paying somebody else's bills is a big proof of love. So if you're okay with that and you seem like you are, continue for, let's say, as long as you feel he's really looking for another job. If he's being lazy and not doing anything, stop paying. But if he's doing everything he can, just like you would want that for you, if it was you who lost your job, project yourself in, in, in his shoes and be helpful. Like I said, there's no love without proof of love. Giving money to somebody is a proof of love when it's for the right reason. You call the next. If you have a feel-good or romantic story you want to share with me, call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jesse. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jesse. So you have a sweet romantic story that you would like to share with me on the rendezvous. I am all ears. I do. Um, okay. So I went to high school in California, and I wasn't very popular, but I had like a nice little friend group that I hung out with. And then after school, I went to, I went to college in New York, and I stayed there. And mm-hmm. after that, I, you know, I was on all of the dating apps. <laughs> I dated everybody, it seemed like, and I just couldn't nail down anyone. And then I went back home to California for my 10-year high school reunion, was hanging out with my old group of friends, and I started, like, kind of getting feelings for this guy that I had gone to high school with. Mm -hmm. I never had feelings for him in high school. I just started, I was like, oh, this is interesting. So then, you know, when I was home, we started, we started kind of hanging out. And then I went back to New York, and we stayed in touch. He came to visit me. I went back home to visit him. And um, I went back and moved back to California during the quarantine so I could be closer to my family. And mm-hmm. we, we got pretty serious, and he proposed yesterday. Ooh, congratulations. How, how did that make you feel? Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> so exciting. Wow. Wow. When we hear something like this, somebody proposes, it's just is happy and you sound so happy. So, so I'm, I'm glad. Congratulations to you and him and really many, many years of happiness. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Congrats and have a good night. Okay, goodbye. You know, there's a new trend of going to therapy with your ex after the breakup. Is this something you would consider doing? Let's talk about that next. So there's a new trend of going to therapy with your ex after the breakup. And I wanted to know if it's something you would consider, right? So basically you had a major bad breakup and it's over, but you're going to therapy after to heal. And I would say both finish on a positive note. Would you invest your time and your money with an ex to ease the breakup or not? There's a post on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. 41% of you said yes. 59% of you said no way. Um, I would not do it either. Once I break up, I have no interest. Uh, but I'm all about therapy beforehand. And if it helps you, I'm happy for you too. You should do it. Merci beaucoup pour avoir écouté le show ce soir. Et à demain. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.